the scene opens to a dimly lit hut. There's this older Wookiee standing over by a bed. And he turns uh, and he walks over to another two Wookiees uh, that are, are sitting down. His hair, it has these dark lines in it. And there's many decorations made from like white bone that's been braided in to the hair by his face. And the, the Wookiee says, he's very sick, born before his time. And uh, you see this this little Wookiee uh, just kind of lying in a bed uh, of made of like of sticks weaved. Um, and you see him uh, like his eyes closed, but you see his, his chest kind of moving up and down the slow movement of it. Uh, great. You had to walk out early before all the other kids got to the lake. Um, you moved a lot slower and you would lose your breath if you tried to keep up with them. So you'd leave uh, a lot earlier you you'd arrive at the lake and then you'd wait and then the other kids would come and they'd start playing and they were throwing around a juna fruit uh and it's uh it's like a a rubbery outside but the inside tastes like a sweet mango uh but it's got like a hard rubbery shell and it's uh, pretty hard to get into until it's ripe but they were they were kind of tossing around and playing with it and it was grit's favorite food um he really liked them and uh, the kids, uh, he just kind of sat there and watched them kind of play during the day. Um, and then, like normal, the dust started coming in and uh, everybody was starting to race back to the uh, the village. And one of your friends, uh, Soa Keiko, uh, looked back at you and could see you could see that he wanted to race back with all the other Wookiees. And you just kind of nodded to him. He usually would kind of stay back and walk with you, but you kind of nodded to him uh, to go and because you wanted <laughs> you wanted to get your hands on that Duna fruit. Um, <laughs> and uh, he gets the affirmative that you nodded and he runs back. Uh, and so you're just kind of sitting there um, and you you reach over and you have a, a crutch that so Keiko carved for you out of out of wood and uh, did a really good job. Um, and it kind of helps you keep yourself up so so you're not supporting all of your own weight um, and it doesn't kind of stress you. Uh, what a nice buddy. Yeah, yeah. It was, he's been a good friend. Um, it's it's not always easy, but he comes over and makes sure everything's fine you know, with you and that you're, he tries to involve you as much as possible. And, but you do have to be careful uh, because there's times where you've you've gotten excited and kind of overexerted yourself and ended up passing out. There's just kind of a, a strong, sharp, heavy, burning pain in your lungs uh, whenever you you get overexcited and uh, you, you can't get breath and you end up passing out. So you look over and you see that beautiful ripe Juna fruit and you're like, oh, that would make a great meal. And your mother also loved uh, loves Juna fruit. And you're like, oh, that would make a nice surprise. So you start uh, you start kind of walking over uh, slowly. You just kind of reach down and pick it up. And as soon as you grab it, you hear a twig snap and you turn and you look and from behind one of the stumps is a large Jira cat and they're like big saber tooth tigers uh, and you see it and it's slowly starting to prowl towards you uh, and your heart just starts racing uh, and you feel the shortness of breath already. But if you don't do something, you're going to be its dinner. So it's like right in front of me. Uh, it is. It is a little bit in the distance. And you see it and it's starting to like, like prowl towards you and you look the opposite side to the, the trees and you're thinking if I can get to the trees, I might be able to outmaneuver it, but 
it, this is like the most terrifying experience of your life <laughs> because you are the sick member of the herd and you are now separated from the rest of the herd. So you just turn a little boy, just a, just a boy. Um, and you turn, you're, you're about, uh, I don't know. You're about 40 at the time. Uh, it's still pretty young for Wookiees, but you're, you're at adolescent age. Um, so you're, you're watching all the other Wookiees play b-ball <laughs> down by the pool. Uh, and, uh, you turn and you just start running, uh, and instantly your lungs just start burning. Am I still holding the fruit? Yeah. You're holding the fruit and you're holding the stick and you just start running towards the jungle. You feel this kind of burning sensation in your lungs and, but you're just, you're holding on to consciousness the best you can. Uh, go ahead and make a resilience check. Uh, and this one's going to be daunting. And currently, your uh, what's your brawn at right now? Uh, present day brawn is four. So uh, gr- grits brawn will be two um, for this age, and with his ailments, two failure but one advantage. Uh, so you look over towards the jungle and you see the gira cat coming towards you, but you have to do something, and you just run. You break out in a run. Uh, you get further than you thought, um, but the the shortness of breath and the the very very shallow breaths you're taking as you get in um, are just starting to overcome you. And uh, you hear the the cat jumping from branch to branch behind you, just prowling the sick animal that they're looking at. And then you hear it drop down, and you feel the stinging pain of its claws rip into your flesh behind you, and you just kind of tumble down. And then you feel the strong burning and your vision just starts to fade as the the adrenaline's like catching up with you and the exertion on your body. And then the light just kind of fades out of your eyes. And you open your eyes and the dusk is gone and it is it is pitch black night. And you look up and you kind of stand yourself up. And as soon as you do, you still feel the burning like you've really exerted yourself and you look over and you see a small light in the distance um, and just kind of like moving. The the pain just instantly shoots back while you're struggling for air. Is the fruit at my feet still? Yeah. The the crutch and the, the fruit are still there. And you gasp with your last bit of breath and you shout out towards the light. And then at, at that exertion to yell out, just your eyes just fade again and you fall to the ground. And this time when you open your eyes, you see the back of another Wookiee and you see the hands working kind of over a fire. Uh, and the Wookiee turns towards you and says, you fight for every breath, short fur. You feel the pain in your lungs kind of start again uh, as you look up and you want to cough. But if you know, if you do, you'll pass out again. Uh, and he kind of walks over and he says, easy. And he puts his hand on your chest uh, and he looks you in the eyes and he says, this breath. Everyone is counted. It was born with you. It changes with you. And it will die with you. Hear it. Fill the air. And uh, he reaches over to the pot uh, with the other hand that he was kind of working on by the fire. And he pulls out these river stones. And he starts placing them on your on your chest. And the you instantly kind of feel the heat as he places them. And your, your chest starts to heat and feel warm. Uh, and with the pressure of the stones heavy on your chest, it's very hard for you to push your chest up to breathe in. And he says, easy. Uh, and he takes your hand 
and he puts it up on his chest and he says with me and he just starts breathing in and breathing out slowly and you start matching your breaths with him and he repeats it he says this breath everyone is counted it was born with you it changes with you and it dies with you as you kind of breathe in and breathe out and your 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 breaths start to kind of synchronize and become kind of a normal pattern and the the painting starts to fade uh, when your breath matches his and some time passes and your lungs stop hurting and he starts taking the stones off and now you're but you're exhausted it's late at night you've been running you've passed out several times and you shut your eyes and you just kind of fade back to sleep You open your eyes uh, again and you're in a dark place and there are Wookiees and they're looking at you and they have contempt in their eyes and you, you look down and you're holding a gun and then you look up and you see there's other people and they're also holding guns uh, and you motion for one of the Wookiees to stand up and they do and they, it kind of moves towards you angrily and you aim your gun at him and he seems even more angry. It's kind of like in affront to him that you're now aiming your gun at him um, when he sees that you are also a Wookiee. Uh, and he, he, he just kind of like flies into her rage and he reaches forward and he like just tries to like push the weapon away from you uh, that that's pointing at him. Uh, and when he grabs the gun, uh, you feel your finger squeeze on the trigger and the, the blaster goes off and then you, you feel the grip on the weapon just kind of soften uh, as it, uh, the creature slowly falls to the ground. And when it does, the other Wookiees start to yell and they look around for anything they, they can find. They start grabbing sticks and, and cooking utensils and things like that and uh, beams and they start kind of running at the guards. And in a very quick moment, you, you kind of look around after the commotion and you see all of the, the dead bodies of the slaves on the ground and the uprising had quickly been quelled. you wake up in a cold sweat from this dream and you look around and you're you're propped back up against the tree uh, down by the lake and you look down and you see your crutch and the juna fruit are right by you uh and it's it's a uh, kind of like early morning time and when you go to move you feel the same familiar pain in your chest but there's something different about it this time and you reach up to kind of feel the skin and the skin is sore where the stones were placed, not your actual lungs. And you remember the words that you were told and the, you kind of recite them to yourself and it kind of gives you comfort and your breath starts, starts going in a kind of a normal pattern. And when you take a deep breath, there's no pain like there was before. And when you feel this, you're, you're like, wait, and you, you grab the, the, the crutch and the, the Juna fruit and you stand up and you like breathe in again and no pain. And it, it, you're just excited. Like, this is like the greatest thing that's ever happened. Like this is better than life day. Um, and you, uh, you, you look and you, you can, you can't remember being this excited and you just start to run. Uh, and the, the pain is not there. You're breathing normally 
and uh, you run back towards the village. But as you approach the village, the joy just turns to ash. And you look, and there are plumes of smoke uh, rising high from uh, the village. As you can see, there's there's different parts of the huts that are burning, and there you see just the the red sun from the smoke. You run through, and you see in the center of the town there is this big pile of bodies that is currently being burned. And you look around, and you see no one else. Uh, and you just kind of drop to your knees, and 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 what what do you do? Do you scream out? Do you Ah, I can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, something catches your eye uh, as you're looking down, and there is uh, something like shiny. Uh, and you look over, and as you stare down at it, you see a metal creature uh, with a large gash on its side. And uh, you look at it, and you think, droids. Who built machines to slaughter and destroy like this? Who would do something like that? as you see kind of the, the slash droid. And then you hear a voice of somebody behind you saying, just two more power cells, get us back to Kessel. And uh, then you turn and you look and you see three creatures standing there and they're just as surprised to see you as you are them. <laughs> and one of them has kind of like a Pentagon shaped head uh, with very sharp angles and there's two vents down towards the bottom and it spurts liquid that looks like uh, tusks coming out from a golden face. The other one is a human, the most prevalent species in the galaxy. Nothing special there. Uh, the last one is a purple twi'lek, a male, and the face is very strange because the leku, uh, the big tentacles, are very short and there's a visor over the front of the face and it looks like there's two additional mechanical arms. So there's like four arms um, and definitely somebody that's had like heavy mechanical modifications. And the one that said that the human looks and says, uh, Hey, hey guy, you, you know, we didn't do this to you. <laughs> right. And uh, what, uh, what is your response to these three strangers in your village after like right after the massacre? anger okay <laughs> so you reach down and you grab your crutch and you just charge uh them they all have weapons and you have you have the club the and they all pull the guns and they start shooting at you um and dodge, the dodge. there's kind of that blue thing of the stun going off and it takes quite a few uh um like at least three shots from each but then you'd fall down kind of at the um at their feet when you get to them you got got son <laughs> got got that's the opposite of plot armor you know <laughs> <laughs> Uh, there's this heavyset guy, and he's wearing a large cowboy hat and a leather vest, and he's standing in front of all these cages, and he says, all unique, best pets you'll ever find. And there's another person that's kind of well-dressed and has this weird, like, double-breasted, like, beige suit on, and he says, last time you said exotic, I got a crate full of loth cats. Just feeding them cost me a fortune. Well, I bet you've never seen one of these. And he reaches down and he picks up a cage with uh, with like metal bars on it and he sets it down. And there's this small, fuzzy little teddy bear looking creature uh, that looks up at the um, the wealthy man. 
Hey, that's more like it. It's really cute. I've never seen one of these before. Uh, what did what did you say it was? Uh, and he kind of leans forward and he picks up the cage and he's like starting to look at it. And the creature reaches down under it and pulls out this tiny little hand size mechanical device and then just takes it and jams it up towards the top of the cage. And the whole cage electrifies. And the only thing grounding it is this this guy. And uh, you see his body kind of convulse and he falls to the ground uh, heavily stunned. And there's like a smash cut to later in, in the ship of the guy with a, a very grumpy look on his face flying away. It, it kind of looks like a um, like a big van, almost like a UPS van, where there's kind of the center area that goes back. Uh, into the back and then there's just the two front seats uh, and he's kind of flying the ship away and he says that that was cute huh well that little stunt cost you first meal for a week let's see how much trouble you can cause when you're too hungry to think as he looks back uh, towards Kira uh, you have been causing as much trouble as you possibly can grabbing everything in sight and making whatever you can with it uh, the last thing you did was grab one of his little stun batons that he used to uh, to control the animals and uh, have a little um, have a little fun with it. Uh, and you're you're just kind of very satisfied, and it's not going to be fun missing first meal for a week, but you're very satisfied with uh, <laughs> the outcome. <laughs> and the the calm starts to blink uh, in front of this uh, this heavy set uh, cowboy hat wearing man. Uh, and he reaches down and he kind of lazily hits the button and uh, another Pentagon shaped face comes on the hollow projector uh, and you hear Luso, it's been too long. And uh, he kind of looks down at it and you see his body kind of like stiffen as he sits up in the chair. Ah, Lom, it's good to see you. You in the market for another pet? And uh, the voice says, you can drop the act, Luso. I know what happened. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. Those cocoons you got, my brother. You know, the ones you said would burst in a beautiful Hydrian skitter moss? The first thing they saw would be loyal to until their death. For that reason, he was alone when they hatched. But they weren't skitter moss, were they, Luso? Uh, they were deadly coon. At least their neurotoxin was quick. Ah, uh, uh, there must be some mistake. <laughs> And the small craft just kind of jolts uh, and you look up uh, and kind of through the front and you can see that there's another ship that is just kind of like appeared above it. And it's, you know, you are currently caught in a tractor beam and the, the voice is, I should thank you, Luso, for the promotion, but I can't let you go. It would look bad. And the, there's two creatures in kind of spacesuits that slowly kind of descend in front of it. And the jets kind of push them forward and they go and they, they place something along the, the sides of the uh, cockpit's uh, window. Luso says, listen, Lom, uh, it was a hut. I had no choice. If I didn't, I'd be in the belly of a rancor right now. Uh, there's got to be. And you can see what's going to happen, but you don't want to die, Kira. Uh, you're looking around. Um, there is an airlock between the front and the back of the ship that can be shut. Uh, and you know you need to act quick. Uh, what would you like to do? Can you re-explain my current physical situation? Uh, you are currently in a, a barred cage. 
uh, stacked basically on multiple others. Uh, there's a solid bottom and a solid top, but then uh, kind of thick bars around the outsides. There's many other creatures that are kind of stacked up, mostly cute and cuddly. Um, some are in like, uh, yeah, some are in like <laughs> glassed cages in the back. Those are like the more dangerous ones. Um, but you're you're kind of towards the front because he wanted to yell at you. Um, <laughs> a perk, <Sure>. I guess. <laughs> Um, I mean, what what can I even do? I don't have anything on me, right? Uh, you you have been grabbing everything you can and trying to like hide it. So anytime you come close to something, your tiny little hand reaches out and grabs nice. it and pulls it in the cage, <laughs> things like it. that. So so you've collected a fair amount of of little tools and stuff. So you've got like a string and you've got a couple fittings that you can like tie up. So you could try and like tie it up and like throw it towards the door and see if you could get it to hit the the controls and like shut the the door before the cabin depressurizes do, do i have anything on me that would help me pick the lock of the cage um you you've been in here a while so go ahead and do a skullduggery check uh and this one's going to be average and i'll say you get a boost because you've been in here a while and you've had time to kind of grab a bunch of different things maybe you've never done it because you don't know what you do next but now's the time cool skullduggery check uh, that's a success with three advantage. Uh, you absolutely could get out of this cage anytime. Uh, but here again, I just haven't you, felt like it yet. Well, you don't really speak the language, and yeah. you've been stuck. I'm, I've in, been waiting for my moment. I gotta, exactly. I can't just get out of the cage. What do I do then? I've got to wait. Exactly. Got to wait for the right moment, and this seems like the right like moment. The right moment. Yeah. So you you take two like little uh, little electronic pieces and you hit them together and the cage just kind of short circuits and the door swings open and you drop down and you run over towards where the the console is but you are very short you're not tall <laughs> enough uh, so uh, you you kind of look over and there's a cage next to you and you just kind of climb up the bars as as the different like lizardly uh, type creatures kind of snap at your fingers as you try to get away from them you get up and then your your tiny little finger goes out and hits the button and the the top uh, closes and you uh, that happens exactly when you hear Luso say there's got to be and then you hear the depressurization of the 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 cabin the cockpit just go (laughs) (laughs) do you do that do you have a little laugh yeah Uh, and there's there's like this monkey uh, there's this quickie and monkey lizard goes (laughs) in the back (laughs) um (laughs) okay so what kira would like to do is re- release all of these other animals, whether it's as a distraction or, I mean, she wants to do it anyway, uh, either that or steal the ship and take them all. But Got it. So the, the front part, the cockpit is gone and you feel right. the docking clamps start to, like, you feel you're getting pulled into another ship and you feel the docking clamps lock, but you release all the animals and you're yes. like, okay, we're going to do this. They're not exactly well organized. And as soon as you release them, they start fighting each other. They start fighting each other inside of it. And you're like, oh, no. And you (laughs) climb up to the top and you just kind of like hide back up in the top as as the there's like the chaos ensues. And then you hear the door, the airlock door in the back just start to open. scene opens and there's a dimly lit shop and there's pieces of junk kind of everywhere. Kira looks a a bit older 
and you're at the side of a room and you're you're fixing and assembling weapons uh, by by kind of a dim fusion lantern and it's very very cold and you can see like Kira's little breath coming out every time and there's a, another little fusion heater next to her uh, that's kind of set on low and she, you can see the power cells almost out she kind of puts her hands over to it for a bit and then goes back to to making weapons and there's this loud stomping sound uh, behind her and Kira turns around and you see this uh, rough looking uh, human and he says should have bought a droid instead these fittings don't do the one thing you need them to do fit and uh, he <laughs> he takes the this box of fittings and he just throws them towards Kira uh, he says make sure they're done in time and he looks back and you hear this banging at the front door uh, and the old man kind of looks around and he has this ring on this ruby ring and he kind of touches it. And when he does, there's this big panel that kind of covers up the area that you're at and kind of the back workshop where all the guns are kind of covers it up and opens up the rest of the shop. What is, uh, what does this guy look like? Uh, he's like an old balding, like he's got, got a big bald spot in the middle, like human. Uh, he's, he's wearing like cargo apparel. Uh, he smells pretty bad. Um, <laughs> He's got, got kind of a wrinkled, um, used face. He looks pretty old for a human. And uh, okay, you've been I'm, under my breath. I go, okay, Mister Baldy, Mister Mister Old Piece. Old, old, <laughs> as the as the thing closes, <laughs> you just kind of say it under your breath. Uh, you have, of course, with all the tiny little people that you can uh, you can look through. Uh, to see what's going on in the shop and you just instantly stop working and run over and like pop your your eye in to look and see what's going on uh, and he walks over and uh, he opens up this like uh, green view screen uh, and you can see it's like kind of camera footage from the sh- front of the shop and uh, there is it's there's like light snow cover and you can see like snow coming down outside in a, a, a crosswind and you see there are two stormtroopers and an Imperial officer standing between them. And the Imperial officer has a very nice like fur lined coat on. And you can see the little snowflakes uh, catching on the, the top of the fur. The old man says, uh, hello, uh, we're close. And as he goes to say closed, the, the door opens and the Imperial officer says, Dumir Sulat. Have a seat. And he like point, points his hands out to, back towards uh, well, one of the chairs in the establishment. Jumir walks over and just kind of like sits down and looks up uh, innocently. You've seen this look before when people bring back guns that exploded in their hands. Um, he has the same look like, oh, no, I didn't know, you know. Um, and so uh, he sits down and the Imperial uh, like stays standing and he starts looking at some of the junk kind of on the walls and he says I think I ran into a friend of yours little Rodian he was troubled he had a lot of dangerous ideas ideas he liked to spread and he told me this is where he got the HL-27 we found him with gun running without a permit profiting on an illicit good conspiracy to commit terrorism even the smallest of the charges is an Imperial customs violation. That means it's a Compnor case. And the old man just kind of gulps. And I, the, oh yeah. You're just like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I quickly 
if it's okay, run around <laughs> the shop and and pull out every illegal thing you can possibly find. Got just like put it in the middle of the room. Um, Got it. And I I've definitely fashioned and hidden some sort of weapon, and so I go grab that. Got it. Okay, cool. Like a custom like blaster and yeah. stuff. Okay, perfect. Because I, I assume if I'm yeah, I assume if I'm creating weapons for him, they're not fully functional until he Correct. has them or something. Yeah, he so, doesn't. He uh, go ahead and make a skullduggery check because he is very careful with keeping all of the the gas cells away from you, so right, you can't shoot so. him. <laughs> uh, yeah. But go ahead and make a skullduggery to see if you can uh, you you hid one away. All right, what's the difficulty on that? Uh, difficulty, you've had tons of time, so I'm gonna say it's easy. But I'll give you a, I'll give you a setback because he likes to check all of the stuff and make sure nothing goes missing. He like counts sure. all inventory. Yeah. Uh, failed, but to advantage. Okay, cool. So, so you didn't didn't exactly find one, but I've got um, a shiv. I've got at least you've got a shiv. shiv. There we go. Maybe <laughs> you made made a bola or something. Yeah. Uh, cool. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> made a bola out of just like marbles and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no uh, wa- nuts definitely nuts yes okay nuts and- and you, you like tightly wound them and it's like a spring-loaded mechanism yeah perfect Wait, no i have a custom-made slingshot yes yes cool definitely um you you've assembled everything so just in case uh, he's not going to get taken away you can hit the button open it up and basically expose him and maybe hide uh, there's one thing you are worried about, though. Uh, all of the the Pike slaves are fitted with chips, and the chips are they're they're implanted explosives uh, that are like nano explosives that attach to your spinal cord. And it's See, like I was gonna say I did that to all my animals too, but without the explosive part, <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> my animals are chipped as well. God, but then- um. Yeah. Okay. That's and great. it's like it's like pouring concrete into a handful of spaghetti, letting the concrete dry, and then trying to remove the concrete without breaking any of the spaghetti strands. Like that's how difficult it is to remove this explosive. Um, and it, <laughs> and it is proximity. Uh, a lot of the pikes have uh, either like a genetic marker, or they've injected people with a certain marker that projects like a low field that the nanites renders them like inert. And if and you're mine is connected to that guy, I mean, yeah, the, well, it's guy. any pike. So as okay, long as you're gotcha. around any pike, you're fine. But and it's right now you're around him. So you won't explode. But if you're away for them for too long, you'll just explode. Um, you're not sure if this is accurate, but you're pretty <laughs> sure it's accurate. <laughs> like this is yeah. what they tell you. But who knows? Yeah. Uh, so you're like, OK, like plan one, kill this guy <laughs> or get him taken away by Imperials. But then plan two is hopefully not explode. <laughs> um so the the old man gulps and the imperial turns to look at him and he's done this before and he he looks down and down on the table is a newly placed pile of credit chits. The imperial just kind of gingerly walks over, looks down at them and starts picking them up one at a time and placing it into his pocket. There is a way we could prevent this from becoming something bigger than it needs to be. Your actions were sanctioned to gather evidence in an ongoing investigation. These acts would be heroic in the eyes of the Empire. I'm afraid the Rodian expired before he was able to point us in the direction of the rest of his misguided friends. I really hope you're the man I think you are. Uh, And the old man kind of swallows. And he looks at the stormtroopers. And they have their guns just trained on him. uh, Just waiting. And he kind of looks down. He says... 
There's a tall rise building near crossroads, fifth, fifth floor. And uh, the Imperial looks at him and says, a hero is born. And he turns and he walks, uh, he smiles and he walks towards the door. And then the stormtroopers and him kind of leave. And you're just like, oh, damn it. (laughs) And you go. I shake my head and I'm, oh, this weak old man. And you go and you're like, hopefully he dies soon. (laughs) And you go and you take all the the illegal stuff and you kind of like place it back to make it not look like like you set it up. Um, And then uh, he hits the button and kind of the door, the the divider opens again. And he looks over and he sees you just kind of looking at him. He's like, don't look at me, you rat. And he takes, he like grabs some junk and he just like throws it in at you. And you kind of go, (laughs) move out of the way of it. And he walks over and he just looks angry. And he pulls the power cell out of the heater uh, and just kind of walks into the back of the shop. And you look over and you're like, dang it. There, so there's a big shipment that's coming in and there's weapons that need to be ready uh, and you're still working on them. They're blaster carbines and a big box of them. And as you work, your hands just keep getting colder and colder and your stomach grumbles. Uh, and you remember that uh, Jumir forgot to feed you dinner, quote unquote. But as you're thinking about it, you know, he didn't forget. Uh, and when he was angry, he liked everyone around him to be miserable and it would last for a couple days, a week at the most, and then sh- things should get back to normal as long as you didn't make another mistake. But it was it was not a good it was not a good situation. The thoughts of escaping come in your eyes again, but then you again remember the explosives, and you're just thinking of like, man, I got to come up with something. Like this is awful. Um, and I, you, I'm fantasizing about cutting off his finger and wearing it as a necklace. <laughs> Nice. Very nice. <laughs> playing drums on his on his like cap you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um and then uh some time passes it goes later in the evening and the last blaster carbine is is finally done and you go and you set it down in the box and you look up uh and you're like oh i got 15 minutes to spare and right then there's this loud banging on the door and you hear uh jumir come come in from the back and he's damn they're early you rat they better be done. Uh, and he walks over towards you and he hits the button to kind of close the thing again. And you, you like instantly jump over and look through the people. Uh, and he goes to turn on the view screen and it's all green static this time. And then there's just kind of another loud banging. And you can tell he's like, oh, crap, I don't want to keep him waiting. But like, I can't see. I'm not going to open the door if I don't see. And he says, just a moment. And he starts like uh, banging onto the view screen and like, like messing with it. Still nothing's coming up. And he's like, oh, damn. And he walks forward and he hits the button to open it. And he's like, you're lucky I'm good. Even early, uh, as early uh, I was able to. And then the, the door opens and you hear Rodian's voice and you hear, you sold us out, Jumir. And uh, um, he kind of like raises up his hands and he starts kind of walking back. There's Imperials crawling around the crossroads. I don't I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> and he starts kind of like moving back and he looks over. He's like, Kira, Kira. And he starts yelling that out and the door shuts immediately. And he says, uh, the Rodian says, um, it's too late for your lies. And the blaster just goes off uh, and straight through his chest. And he just kind of like falls back onto the ground. And there are there are three of them in the shop now and they're looking around. They're like, find the credits and, and some guns. We need them to get out of here. Uh, and they start like kind of roughing up the shop, throwing things around. What do I know about these guys? 
Uh, so they are they are labeled terrorists. Uh, they're basically like insurgents against the empire. Uh, he's been supplying them guns because they have credits. But um, now he sold them out, and they knew exactly who sold them out. And mm-hmm. now his gun making days are over. Uh, but that's yeah. about all you know about them. <laughs> okay. um, they're just causing chaos. They're not particularly like good people. They'll shoot right. people in the back. They'll do whatever. But have they noticed main- me yet? No, you're still in that okay. in that that behind place. But as he right, they're okay. checking his body, they start moving up towards where the hands are, where the ring is. And you know, if they hit the button, jig is up. They'll they'll oh. find you. They'll find the weapons. But just as they're about to hit the hand, there's another banging at the door, and uh, all three of them just kind of stop and look. And uh, one the the main Rodian says, "Who is that?" And the one of them runs over and looks at the green camera. And the other one's like, damn, I, I left the spike on the camera. And you you hear this beeping sound. And the first one says, damn, he knows the code. And you hear like, boop, 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 boop. And the thing. <laughs> and then the the you see the other one's like, what do we do? I blast them. And they all like kind of raise their blasters. And the door opens. And you see this full-grown Wookiee standing there. Um, and just like looking into the room. Uh Grit, you look down and there's the, you see the body of the old man you were here to make a deal with, and his body's just laying there with a big <laughs> blaster bolt in the chest. <laughs> um, and you look over and you see all of these Rodians uh, holding their guns out, aimed at you. Uh, what do you do? And you, you, you know, you have your riot shield on you currently. That's kind of in an armband, and you can easily deploy it. Deployed. Nice. <laughs> Ching. This guy's not my friend, right? He's just, I've done no. one or two deals with him. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know the code. Like, you come and pick up blaster carbines for the pikes every once in a while here. But, yeah. Okay, fellas. Here, um, I'll let you guys go. You open your but mouth. But you gotta give to be, me the credits. You open your mouth to be like, okay, fellas, your droid uh, starts to translate, and they just open fire. <laughs> you, <laughs> and you're like, okay. Oh, and you kind of raise you raise the shield and you feel that rage boiling up in your side you're like okay okay um how <laughs> is the like, door still open yeah the door is open i reach over and close it <laughs> okay <laughs> you reach over and just like very collected hit the the controls and the door just closes <sighs> and there's like i think i think the camera is from the outside and you just hear the <laughs> <laughs> And uh, all of these chaos sounds, and then the camera goes back in the inside, and they're all like splayed out on the ground, and you're clicking the shield <laughs> closed. <Ba-ching. laughs> and you just kind of look around. You're like, "Crap!" Well, there goes another supplier. Uh, and you turn and you hit the the open part of the the door. the The door opens up, and you start to walk out. Uh, Kira, you you look and you see from your your people. You know they're like one of the Rodians on the ground is like reaching down and he's grabbing his blaster and he's about to shoot the Wookiee in the back. Uh, and you noticed on the shield, there was the emblem of the Pike syndicate and thinking about the explosives that are currently swimming around you. You're I like, can go Hey, with this guy. Exactly. I'm <laughs> <laughs> um, like, Hey, no, no explodey. If go with big man. And he's um, a furry like me. I mean, he's furry like me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's made to be. Uh, um, so are there any uh, is the door open between me and them? Now? Uh, uh, you you have controls. You can hit the button and open that right. kind of divider and you look down and you've got your sling your bulla that you've you've gotten ready. Oh, you mean my slingshot? Your slingshot. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
uh, screw the slingshot. Uh, is there a dead Rodian near me with a with a gun? Oh, there it? is. There is a body next to the the divider. So you could hit the button, open the divider, like roll in, grab the blaster, and take a shot. Well, hell, I've never shot a blaster before because I haven't been able to. <laughs> yeah, but I think I can figure it out. You've worked <laughs> on them a ton. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, um, close range, they're deadly. Um. All right. Yeah. I. I. I'm going to take that other Rodian out. I grab that gun. All right. Do a hip. Do a light range check. It is an easy check because you will be right next to him, and I will give you a boost because you're surprising him. Uh, three successes and two advantage. Ooh, very nice. So, uh, you, Boom. uh, Literally. you, you roll in, and you just stand like in power stance with your legs and both arms extended, and there's a pew, and the Rodian's body falls back, and, and grit- I fall backwards from the recoil. <laughs> <laughs> and grit uh you you kind of stop and you turn around and you look and you're like damn i missed one and you look down and you see the little fuzzy creature that just saved your life and your your mind kind of goes back you, you see what the the little creature did but at this point you've been I dropped the gun <laughs> okay at this point you've <laughs> been in the pikes for so long You've done so many awful, awful things. And that life that had a life debt and an honor family, that was so long ago. That was a different person. And you you look and you see what happened and you're like, nah, I don't care. And you turn and you start walking out. And uh, as, as Grit turns to leave, Kira, you look up and you yell something to get him to, hey. to stop. Hey! Hey, short fur, where you going? As soon as those words are spoken, you see the determined eyes of the Wookiee, the old weathered eyes just snap out of it, and they just kind of widen when he hears short fur. 